Hello, everybody. It's your favorite artistic director, Danielle Kogan, coming to you live with Victor Schemper in our episode of Under Pressure that might be a podcast. Is a video interview? Victor, hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, Victor, you are one of many, many artists participating in our fall fundraiser, and I'm here today to find out more about you and to help other people find out more about you and what you're going to be bringing to our fundraiser. So go ahead and tell us about yourself. All right. Hello, my name is Victor. I just graduated high school. I'm going to the Fashion Institute of Technology for college and studying communication design, but as a side hustle, I do have a jewelry business um, that's called Vase by Victor. And yeah, I love doing art. I've always loved doing art. I've been doing it basically my entire life. Um, the art of creating jewelry is one that I have dived into. And yeah, I'm very happy to contribute and be a part of this. Hey, we're so excited to work with you. So, okay, jewelry making, right? Not, not a common, thing I would say or if it is it's it's something that I remember doing in like camp in middle school um so what drew you to jewelry making specifically because I know you paint and I know you design why jewelry making yeah so I feel like as a whole I've just never stopped experimenting with arts and the different arts and um I love making something that I can physically give and contribute to a person's life a physical like expression of my art and I think jewelry is a very is something that's very easy to grasp and understand but also I can express my creativity and express myself through jewelry um, and it started around middle school when I started working with my mom and my sister in um, mainly wooden jewelry but then I started to sort of separate from them start working with clay and it just kept on building and yeah that's that's where we're at now love making it and I love selling it and I love contributing to people's lives in this way that's so cool um so so what what you're bringing to the fundraiser is a set of um your vase face line, which is a necklace and, and earrings. And then there's custom earrings from your second line, which is the American Sign Language line, right? And is all of that, are both of those made from clay? What are those gonna be made out of? Yes, so both of those are made from clay. Um, the ASL earrings are fully um, polymer clay. And then the um, vase earrings are with air dry clay, but then I hand paint them all. Right. Yeah, it sounds like this is a really time consuming process. Um, but, you know, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful because I feel like people are sort of itching for the arts. How are you feeling, by the way, about the, uh, the arts industry starting up again? I mean, we're coming out of, we're coming out of a, a heck of a year. <laughs> um, and I don't know, you're, you're, at, you're fresh out of high school, you're jumping into college. It's sort of like fresh start for you all around, right? How's it feel? It feels great. I love that we're starting up again. I'm grateful that at least for me, I've been lucky enough to maintain my business a bit throughout quarantine, but it is amazing that you guys are starting this up, keeping it going. Um, I think it's beautiful to see all of these artists coming back into the market. Yeah. Um, hold on, I should like prepare. <laughs> No, um, no, I like this off the cuff stuff. I mean, it's honest. 
we're talking about how you're like, feeling about how yeah. you're feeling about the arts industry starting up yeah. again. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's amazing for me personally. I wouldn't say it's too dramatic of a change, but I love that you guys are helping both me and other artists out. Um, I think it's amazing to push this, especially because it's been such a difficult year to really help artists out and I'm very grateful. Oh, thank you. Hey, we're grateful for you. I mean, we wouldn't be able to make any art without people that contribute to making art. Um, but since we're talking about people that contribute, moving on to my next question. <laughs> what, what, are, what are, I guess, the resources that have contributed to your success, do you think? Um, or I guess, what was the most helpful resource? What Essentially, what helped you get where you are today? Are you finding stuff now that's helping you chug along? You seem like you have a really positive mindset. Yeah, I think in terms of inspiration and motivation, that was primarily just myself and my family, making sure that I'm, you know, stay creative, stay mm -hmm. working on stuff. Um, but in terms of what actually helped my business grow a bit, I do have to be thankful for social media and specifically TikTok. Now I'm starting to distance myself a bit just for mental health reasons, but I do have to admit that it definitely did help to spread the word about my creations, yeah. my art. It definitely got a lot of people seeing it. And I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, I'm grateful for Etsy and Depop, which are my main sources of like my websites that I sell my jewelry on. Um, it connects me to lots of people. A lot of people see it and appreciate it. And even if they're not buying something, I always love hearing people's opinions on my art. And yeah, their... yeah no, I, I feel that. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about, so tell me about, if I can ask about it, social media, I guess, like, what do you think has been the key to your growth? Because I feel like that's where a lot of creative struggle. Mm -hmm. um, I think just mainly putting the effort in. I think it is very difficult to stay consistent and keep pushing um, through. Yeah, I mean, you also, you of course have to look past a lot of sides of it because it can be difficult. And there are people out there who may say things that aren't too nice, but in the end you primarily do get, I think the main thing is motivation. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, two nice comments can push you to post more videos that can, potentially yeah. give you the attention that you need so sure. I mean yeah. people really underestimate content I won't I won't mm -hmm. disagree like a nice comment it'll fuel you so much longer than like a mean comment will hurt you mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I'm yeah. glad I'm glad you're getting love and recognition that's, that's good stuff I like hearing that um okay okay here's something I mean I don't know I don't know a lot about the jewelry business right but let's pretend pretend that there were myths about the jewelry business or maybe some common misconceptions about the jewelry business right um mm -hmm. if you could debunk maybe one for us what would it be what's the one thing you wish people understood about making jewelry yeah i think that one thing that i've experienced is a lot of like if i was to just come up to someone and say that i make handmade jewelry typically the first thing a person thinks of is pre-made beads and stuff. And basically all I'm doing is like piecing together these random things that I found, which is very difficult and is amazing on its own. 
But also there is so much more to making jewelry. For example, I am always hand sculpting every, almost every piece that I sell, um, always out of clay and painting everything. And so it is and can be very time consuming. Wait, you're um, hand sculpting the vase face. The vase face line, is, that's why it's different every time is because you hand sculpt it. So everything is fully hand sculpted, yes. So if a person, sometimes people order the same piece more than once, I can remake it, but none of them will ever be exactly the same exactly because the same. it's fully hand sculpted. So yeah, just mainly um, the time consuming, how time consuming the jewelry creation process can be and just, you know, keeping your mind open to the fact that just because you know, have an idea of what jewelry is, that doesn't mean that that's all, all it is. Right. I mean, I guess maybe it's, maybe it's that we're conditioned to think in this stereotype that like brace, like, like bracelet making at camp is like the same as jewelry making, but it's definitely mm -hmm. not. How long would you say it takes you to sculpt a vase face piece? Like just a, let's say just a necklace alone. How long would that take you? Yeah, so I mean, it depends on um, how long it takes to dry and everything. So purely sculpting without painting and everything, it can take 40 minutes to an hour, depending on usually around like 40 ish minutes. But yeah. again, there's also it takes about a day to dry. And then I have to, <laughs> paint, have it. to paint it another the 20 paint minutes has to dry, paint has to dry, and then I lacquer it and that has to dry. And then finally, the piece is ready. Yes whoa <laughs> okay would you ever be willing to work with a medium that isn't clay if you had the capacity of course yes i'm all again i'm always looking uh, i always love to experiment with the arts so i'm always open to try something new yeah I, I think some of the most innovative stuff i've seen comes from victor you guys um okay i mean you said you said you were doing well and i mean i'm, I'm happy to hear it i guess i want to know i'm trying to think what with everything you've just told me, I'm still processing a lot of the reality of what you just said. But while I do that, could you tell me about a particularly interesting experience you've had? Maybe working with a client that ordered something. Like you mentioned a person ordering more than one of the same piece, right? Or is there something unexpected or funny that you've experienced since you started your, since you started your business? Yes, definitely. So I, pause two seconds, I will get, because I forgot which country they're from, so I'm just going to get that up really quickly. <laughs> oh man, we have an international businessman, everybody, an international businessman behind the scenes with us on Under Pressure, um, the episode or the series where we take you behind the scenes at the Pressure Player to show you what's, uh, what's happening, because nothing about the arts industry should be a secret, really. At least in our opinion. Okay, so yes, um, I've had a couple of international sales. So I've sold to a person in Germany. Um, I've sold to a person in Canada. But one of the most interesting ones wasn't just because it was international. So a woman who is in Switzerland, she ordered the ASL earrings, and she told me about like the fact that she works with people with hearing disabilities, how this is like her job, and she cares about it. And she's also, she also works in the arts. So it's just like the perfect combination because I have sold multiple ASL earrings. Typically it's just like for fun because it looks nice, but um, it was wonderful to see a person who's involved in this and cares about this so much um, 
order it. And also, again, it was internationals in Switzerland, which just made it even more interesting. So cool. Did um did she ever did she ever like follow up and let you know what people thought? She, I mean, she uh, ended up. What's it called? What's the word? Oh, she ended up leaving a review, which was very kind of her, Yay. and she left a great review. Um, yeah, we we didn't really have too much time to talk after that, but just like the review made me feel great. <laughs> sure. So so last question, I guess, on my end for this episode because. I gotta let you get to making that jewelry. Um, there's gonna be one very lucky donor to this fundraiser who you gift this to, um, these pieces. What should they know? And I'm sure this will come, but in general, if, if, if people suddenly run into a clay piece of jewelry that they like, what's, what's the way to care for that piece? How do you maintain and sustain that piece? Because it's not gold and it's not silver and you can't polish it. Of course, yeah. So as a whole, I do make sure to lacquer all of my pieces to make sure they are waterproof and, you know, in case something happens. But again, naturally it is handmade. Um, it is something that you do have to put effort into keeping safe and secure. You don't want to scratch it or like rub it against something rough. Um, but yeah, I think that as a whole, if you're interested in the piece, then you obviously care for it because this is like a handmade piece of art. So just as you would care for a painting that someone made or I don't know, a hand sewn sweater or something just like that, you wanna make sure you take care of it. Don't just throw it into a random box. And yeah, honestly, again, after you have it, it's yours. I can't control what you do with it. <laughs> But hopefully, you know, you take care of it, you treasure it, and hopefully you love it, which is most important for me. Aww. All right, uh, Victor, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to reach you and see more, they should go to Vase by Victor on Instagram, V-A-C-E-B-Y-V-I-C-T-O-R, um, mm -hmm. if they want to see what some of the pieces may look like in our fundraiser. Um, but thank you for joining us and thank you for making time to talk to us. And we can't wait uh, for you to share your work with uh, this community. This is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited to see you and keep connecting. And I'll talk to you again soon. Yep. Thank you so much. Bye.